Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. All right, and welcome to another segment of The Coaching Show. My name is Clarice Connolly, and I am filling in for Christopher McAuliffe as he's out of town. And you can find me at, at empoweringwomen.coach. And with me today, we have Alex Terranova joining us to co-host alongside of me. What's going on? You can find me at thedreammason.com. And I'm really excited for our guest who's in studio today, Miguel de Jesus. He's an MBA, certified professional coach, executive coach, and sales marketing consultant. Miguel is a highly accomplished, results-oriented, C-level leader with more than 30-plus years of experience leading business management, global sales marketing for growth-oriented companies and CEOs with two, two Fortune 500 companies. He is a leader in running a $200 million sales organization in new business revenue as a VP of sales and most currently providing leadership and sales training to professionals as a leadership consultant and personal development coach. He is a digital marketing professional helping business leaders, authors, speakers, coaches, and other professionals to improve their marketing efforts to gain more visitors, leads, and client conversions. As an author, keynote speaker, and transformational change agent, Miguel brings his insights and wisdoms to public and corporate audience. Welcome to the microphone. Hi. <laughs> Happy to be here, and uh, it's going to be a great great morning. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very, very, very excited. So first thing on the top of the list, I have your book. You yes. have Success Leaves Clues, and so what do you do? So can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. When uh, Success Leaves Clues um, is basically a compilation of uh, one of my careers um, in the HR and payroll industry for about 20 years. So I captured some of the things that are transferable mm. to small businesses, uh, mid-sized businesses, and also enterprise-level businesses to provide shortcuts mm. and tips and success measures for execution. Because most people in today's world are uh, interested in speed to market or speed to to transformation, and there are a lot fix. of a lot of clues in that book that allow people to do that. I like it, awesome. And then your so your most recent book is actually "Let Your Emotional Intelligence Do the Talking and Build to Grow." Absolutely. So. The Build to Grow book is a compilation book. There's 17 uh, global professionals who contributed to the book, making it a number one bestseller on three continents, uh, those three continents being Australia, Canada, and, uh, and uh, North America. Nice. And in that regard, um, we brought some of the best minds in the enterprise-level space to help and contribute to the organizational growth of of people and organizations so that they can transfer their expertise. One of the things that, that I have found in, in my career is people need generalized knowledge and then they need specialized knowledge. Mm. So the compilation book is the basically the best ideas of 17 professionals globally 
in the area of business development and growth. Um, the Let Your Emotional Intelligence book is really written for people between the ages probably about 15 and about 30. And, and it basically consolidates and brings into one book great ideas and tips, 17 of them, to help people in the emotional transformation and communications challenges that they all meet, mm -hmm. both in life and in business. Mm -hmm. It's a great read, quick read, and people have benefited uh, immensely from the contents of the book. So I totally want to clear that up. Is that So they're two separate books then, huh? Absolutely. All right. Let's make sure everyone knows. So Let Your Emotional Intelligence, it sounds like a great read to give your young child. I'm or, too old. I can't read I, it. It's <laughs> like that. I, I, I didn't know there were books that I would be too old to read. <laughs> so anyone you, could, you know that could benefit from an easy read and expanding on their emotional intelligence and the build to grow. So I'm very interested. The build to grow is for the entrepreneurial mindset with founders and creators in mind. And our, these are all available both on Kindle and on Amazon as well. Absolutely. And I see something. You also have an opportunity to give everyone an ebook. Where do we find out more? To yeah, the the ebook is is accessible. Uh, the electroemotional intelligence book mm -hmm. is also an ebook format, and it's available to the listeners if they go to a um, a website that I've got that enables them to take an, a brief assessment, mm -hmm. which has less to do with emotional intelligence and everything to do with business growth. Nice. As a part of participating in the assessment, they're eligible to download a free version of the book, which would be excellent for them to do. And they can accomplish that by going to the following website, which is www.virtuallearningquiz.com. That's www.vitallearningquiz.com. Awesome. So Vital Learning Quiz, check it out. Learn more and get an opportunity to access the free ebook. Um, so I'm I'm so torn because I'm like, oh, I really want to go into emotional intelligence, but I'm also like, well, there's so all these coaches listening, and you have this marketing strategy, and now I'm like, man, do we go in that direction first, or do we go into the uh, emotional intelligence? Alex, what do you think? Well. I'm, I'm kind of curious how we can combine them. Like, how can you actually mm. utilize your emotional intelligence to actually market yourself better? Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Alex. And I'll share with you that uh, it starts with a significant understanding of self-awareness. So a number of coaches uh, listening at the moment probably use a, a number of assessment tools, whether it's a DISC, Myers-Briggs 2, uh, or the emotional intelligence assessment. I have found in working with clients, individuals, and businesses that once people understand where their baseline thinking is, what are their triggers? What sets them off? What is it that, that causes them to take action? Once they have developed mastery and understanding around that concept of how they respond to triggers, all sorts of wonderful things happen. Because now you're working with self-management. And in the book, I provide 17 measures, 17 tips on how to begin to master that. So understanding yourself is important. It's an important foundation. Now, wouldn't it be great if you can give that same assessment to all your prospects or your clients or your coaching clients and understand their triggers and understand their motivations and more importantly, help them develop their own plan? 
That is where emotional intelligence works hand in hand very nicely with the entrepreneurial mindset. I love that. It To me, I hear just taking people off their autopilot and giving them another place to look and taking you off your autopilot so you have a fresh perspective with each new person. Absolutely, because every experience is individual. You know, too many people think that uh, if they say something once one way, it works and triggers for everyone. That is not true. Everyone is different. Everyone is individual. And our job and challenge on the planet as we work day to day is to try to figure that out. You know, we always ask the question is, what could be their motivation? How can I serve them better? Well, you start serving them better by understanding their motivations. Do you have, I notice when I work with entrepreneurs, CEOs, a lot of them often want to go to, they want the thing that other people have done. The advice, like, well, what other, the CEO, other CEOs you work with or the other entrepreneurs, what have they done that works? Versus actually using their own creative spirit, their intuition, their brilliance. How do you, uh, how do you support them to probably do both, to empower themselves, but also to look at the things that have been done before? Yeah, that's a great question, Alex, and a great perspective. He's filled with them. (laughs) (laughs) So when you work with people and you work with individuals, especially when your primary role is that of coaching, the important element to figure out is what are the person's pain points? What is preventing them from achieving their goals, objectives, dreams, and and ultimately uh, the success that they think they want? Now, let me underscore that they think they want. Because in the course of doing proper coaching, people will be stimulated and will respond to different uh, approaches, different ideas, different words that at times they never thought about before. Mm -hmm. Um, So the perspective that a coach brings to the conversation is very important. So the element of transformation, and that's the first time I've used that word today, I think. In, in, in the direction, moving in the direction of transformation, it all starts with, again, understanding your strengths and understanding where your gaps are. Mm-hmm. So gap analysis becomes a very important component of moving in the direction of your goals, objectives, and dreams. And um, I think it's important to begin not only with um, checking your ego at the door, uh, but also beyond that being coachable. And once you become coachable, the best practices that some people are looking for, see, that's also called success tips. And they're looking for the tips. How can I get from A to Z quicker, faster, better than anyone else? So that's number one. The best practice conversation is important. That's why they hire consultants, coaches, and mentors. Mm -hmm. And then the other piece of it is self-development for that CEO. They really have to uh, look into themselves and say, okay, so where are my gaps? If I were honest with myself, check my ego at the door, where are my gaps? And that begins with a fair and honest assessment tool to help you get there. Did that help? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think from, I think it, it, what's great about it is it's different for every person. There's no, I find at least that people that have never been coached before, never had a coach, never experienced it, think that there's a formula. Mm -hmm. So they show up and they're looking for a coach or a consultant to give them a formula. And I I mean, I personally believe that a 
good coach or a great consultant actually doesn't have a formula because they understand everybody's different. Right. But success does have a structure. Oh, what sure. is it? What is it? And once you understand <laughs> that structure, you you almost become invincible on the path to success. And it starts with humility and then continues with coachability. And then how energetic are you are are you at implementing those changes in the direction of those strategies? So I'm a huge believer in massive action once you've decided on a plan. I also am a huge believer in correcting and uh, the guidance and correcting the plan if it goes awry or if it's wrong. Too many people say, you know, I'm on the plan, I'm on my mission, I'm gonna stick to it. You well, that's a good idea, except when it stops working or it doesn't work or you go broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those would be clues that tell you it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. That's a great, so in a journey, in a long journey, in a trying to accomplish a, a massive, huge goal, you're going to fall down. Everybody, it, you know, people like to label it as failure, but failure is just part of the journey. As long as you get back up, you haven't failed. Mm-hmm. How do you support people to know when it's actually time to close the book and put it down and move on to something else or to pick themselves back up and keep going forward? Yeah. I think along the, the, the trail, along the journey, there are going to be setbacks. So a setback, is not, in my view, is nothing more than an opportunity to recover and to continue. Again, if you've got the right strategy and you just are not great at implementation, you take feedback, you correct, and then you continue down your journey. So uh, how long is enough to determine whether you're successful or not? I can't answer that. It's a very independent, individual kind of thing. I meet many entrepreneurs that might be in the creative services arena, and they love what they do. And this is the first time I'm going to use this term because people confuse it. I'm ready. So so passion, okay? Follow your passion. Mm -hmm. Well, I meet a lot of people who follow their passion and they're broke, (laughs) all right? I, I, I yeah. normally start the conversation by asking how much, how much you have, in, by, by the way, of assets. How much cash do you have in the bank and how much is the business yielding? Some people are confused. They actually will say, well, I, I love what I do, so I'm going to continue doing it. But on the other hand, they're broke. So there is a time at which you yield and you say, I better start making money. I got to pay the bills. So it may be another sideline business, side hustle new idea, new concept, e-commerce, it really doesn't matter. Mm. But you have to satisfy the issue primarily of having income to pay the bills. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, what, so there's a lot of, um, it's so funny because I hear you mention a lot like a strategy and then I'm also like, oh, where's the formula? But I hear that this, there's this opportunity, again, that there's no two formulas that are the same. Every, everybody's different. Is this something where you coach the individuals and they come up to and clearly identify like what that strategy and formula is? Or is there like a, a structure that you use it as a guideline? Yeah, there is a structure I use with my clients. For example, I use a one-page business plan. Hmm. And a one-page business plan, which every listener can get and everyone can afford, they can pick up any of those books, one-page business plans through Amazon. I didn't write them. I don't create them. 
but I'm a certified consultant using the tools. Mm -hmm. And in a brief four hours, anyone can have a one-page business plan, which includes mission, vision, strategies, objectives, and then goals. And it isn't that difficult. Here's the challenge. You have to commit four hours at least to do it. Number two, you have to take feedback, which mm -hmm. means you gotta have at least two people on the team. Because mm -hmm. talking to yourself gets to be a little boring. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't help anything. So if you got at least two people on the team, you can whiteboard, you can have conversations. And I'll tell you, it is a fantastic methodology to get you from, from zero to 100 miles per hour in about four hours. Mm -hmm. Now, that won't define your entire business because you're going to have to correct and continue as you, as you move forward. But it's an outstanding tool to use and, again, very affordable. I love that. Do you think that people who don't have that aren't as are able to become successful? Well, I think success is defined by a couple of things. Number one, do you have a plan? Number two, can, can you execute it? And then number three, who's on your team? So you always need to have feedback. Um, will, it, will it always be successful? Maybe not. However, notwithstanding that, you at least have a tool mm -hmm. that you can go back, reference, and adjust. My recommendation is you always look at your plan a minimum of, of every 90 days to see how you're tracking against your goals, ideally probably at least once a month. you got to measure what you did for the month. For example, mm -hmm. at this point we're entering month, month one of, of uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, day one of August, mm -hmm. and, and what a great opportunity for you to take a look at the first seven months of the year to see how you've done. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you a personal question? Of course. I'm curious how you do this in your own life. Yep. So you work with other people on this. Where do you find that you get stopped in your own goals and you have to go to your own tools or other tools? I generally um, get stopped because I have too many ideas, mm. um, as most entrepreneurs do. We tend to be a little ADD-ish, <laughs> and you know every idea is a great idea. Right? Mm -hmm. Until you go mm -hmm. chase it, and a week later, you're nowhere. Or you have another one. Yeah. <laughs> or you have yeah, another yeah. one. Exactly. And, and uh, is that here. problematic for um, creatives? No, it isn't. You got to keep the ideas flowing, but what you need is a regulator. You need somebody to say, stop, stop, <laughs> okay? <laughs> get back, focus, and get back to the primary thing you said was important to you. Or you make a choice and a decision that something else is more important and you got to get to it. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, so how do you do that for you when you got all these ideas going? How do you who's your regulator? What's the tool that's your regulator? Yeah, my regulators I, I work with about eight coaches who okay. coach me. They're mm -hmm. all subject matter experts and when I need um, ideas, concepts, structure, they put me back in the box. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> And and because it's all about focus. Now I also have a significant other of forty eight years, so she helps oh, put me put me in the box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to have somebody outside of you to say, hmm, you know, give you some feedback and and guidance because everyone needs it. I I hate coaches. I'm just that's <laughs> well, amazing. <laughs> I, I love it because not just eight coaches, but also a partner that you clearly trust and depend upon. Because so many people out there just don't see or aren't willing to how much support it takes to be great. 
-hmm. And I don't care if you're a professional athlete, you're a coach, you're a CEO, nobody does anything alone. Mm -hmm. And if you do, I I mean, you're probably not that happy. You're probably, it's probably very miserable and lonely. But it's, it's great to hear someone who's had as much success and is producing as much as you have that still has a backbone of eight or nine people on your team. Well, you have to do it. Look, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, you got to check your ego. It's not about you. It's mm-hmm. about how you can best serve others if you're really a good coach. And the great coaches understand that. It's not about them. It's about how do you help somebody get out of their situation, whatever it is, and create the transformation in their lives that you want. And uh, the coaches that I have are also subject matter experts, so I reach out to them as, as I need. A few of them have membership sites which are very productive ways to stay in touch with your community. And most importantly, as I mentioned earlier, you've got to know where your gaps are. Uh, A lot of people think that because they have success down one road, one journey, one path, that that same uh, type of success is transferable. Mm -hmm. Well, what's transferable is the emotions attached to the outcomes, which was Mm -hmm. success. Mm -hmm. What is not transferable is whether you're going to be successful or not. Only time will determine that. And so, therefore, if you approach any new project, program, person, company, business, or product, or service from the standpoint of, I'm bringing my best self to this situation, and the outcome will be the outcome. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I, I hear, and I'm relating to like all the successful coaches or the aspiring coaches that are listening, I hear that there's not this than that, but kind of like, okay, if you're taking care of yourself and you're getting supported and you're, you know, clear on your passion and purpose and you're taking explicit action, there's kind of this, every coach gets stopped by marketing. Like what, what do you have to say? That's a projection. I'm stopped by marketing. Thank you. I'll own that one. (laughs) What, like what, where do you go? I mean, there's so much, that's my gap. Where do you go? Where do you, where do you take me? Here's a quick phrase that I always <laughs> use with, with uh, my uh, students or people that I work with. So, so a setback is a setup for a comeback. And once you anchor that as a meme. I'm, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you, you basically take every setback as a, as a setup. Again, it's a, it's a mind thing. Mm-hmm. And once, it, once you do that, you go out and you do, you implement, you take feedback non-defensively, and you correct, continue, and execute at a higher level. Mm-hmm. It's all about perfect practice. It's all about taking feedback and then continuing on the road. Whether I've, I work with uh, professionals, athletes, or otherwise, it becomes a very significant mindset shift for a lot of people. A lot of people think that they do something once and they meet with unsuccessful results, that it's the end of the road. No, you just learn, learn from it, mm-hmm. and get better. Yeah, Does we, that help? We forget, I think, a lot that when we were starting out in life, when we learned to walk, when we learned to ride a bike, none of those things happened the first time. When we learned to talk, it took years. Uh, when we learned to read, all those things, but we become adults, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, somebody told me or taught me something, I should be able to mm-hmm. just knock it out this first time. And if I can't, then I'm a failure and I should go find something else. Yeah. Uh, among the things that I do, I, I do a fair amount of volunteer work. I'm a Rotarian. And mm. I work with transitioning uh, special forces, military, active duty military. 
And what's astonishing and amazing to me is that the same um, stumps, the same obstacles that transitioning military, active duty military people meet in getting jobs is the same thing confronted by college students and high school oh. students. It's just a different mm -hmm. setting. It's a different mm -hmm. mindset. Mm -hmm. The obstacles are still the same. They're looking for some goals. They're looking for transition. They're looking for help. Mm -hmm. How they align themselves and make themselves ready for feedback is all on them. I love that. I love that. And it's really just who are we in the face of change and transition? And who are we being? So we've got our last minute left. Do you have any like little gems that you want to, you know, give to give to our listeners that we haven't gotten to? Any parting thoughts or shots? Yeah, I'm going to encourage uh, the listeners to really uh, go online, get that assessment. More importantly, get the book. Attached to the assessment, there will be a link that will allow them to get the book that will give them 17 ideas and tips on how to let their emotional intelligence do the talking. And a lot of times what happens with people in conversation one-on-one -on -one or in group or in team mm -hmm. when you whiteboard projects or programs is that people don't understand how to deal with adversity, with differences of opinion. Mm -hmm. um, we could do so much better if we invested a little more time in our ability to understand logic and critical thinking. I love that. So that's Build to Grow, right? That's the book that you're recommending? Uh, let your uh, emotional intelligence do the talking and Build to Grow both Perfect. will serve them well. Absolutely. And you are an amazing guest. Thank you so much. We learned so much and really enjoyed ourselves. And again, that's Miguel de Jesus. And you can find him online at LinkedIn, Miguel DJ. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.